Jesus is always praying for you, yes, but he is waiting for you to pray so we can partner. And when you pray, Jesus is like, oh, the Spirit of God is like, oh, I hear my son, I hear my daughter, and they're interceding, they're praying, and so I'm going to go and I'm going to help that prayer. I'm going to empower that prayer. that the Lord is making to us. He says, my covenant, I'm not going to break. And he says, the words that have gone forth from my lips, from my mouth, he says, I'm not going to alter them. I'm not going to change them, right? They're the same. They're the same. For those of you that are praying for a loved one, for those of you that are praying for a spouse or a child or someone that you're believing for and maybe they're walking in the world, the word of the Lord stands true and stands the same and it does not change. He says, my covenant, I will not break. Say he's a covenant-keeping God. He does not break his covenant. Yeah, he will not break his covenant. And Lord God, I thank you that you remind me at your word all the time. And I stand firm in this word because I know, Lord God, that you're faithful. He's faithful. Amen. He is faithful. The word of the Lord says in, in Jeremiah 31, refrain your voice from weeping and your eyes from tears. How many of you know this verse? Refrain your voice from weeping and your eyes from tears. He says your work will be rewarded. Your work will be rewarded, church of God. How many of you say that's a good thing? That's a good thing. My work is rewarded. How many of you say, I love working for the Lord. I love serving God. I love serving God. And the word of the Lord says that my work will be rewarded. And it says that they shall come back from the land of the enemy. This is Jeremiah 31, 16 and 17. He says that they shall come back from the land of the enemy. Right? From the land of the enemy. So there is no question as to what he is saying in the scripture as to the fact that they may be strayed right now. They may have strayed off right now. But he says they will come back from, from the land of the enemy. And then he says there's hope in your future. There is hope in your future. I want you to put your hand upon your heart right now and say, there is hope in my, for my future. There is hope for my future because the Lord has my future in his hands. And so therefore there is hope in my future in the mighty name of Jesus. And then it goes on and it says, your children shall come back to their own borders. Your children are coming back to their own borders. Glory to God. Hallelujah. He is, Jesus is the one who sticks closer than a brother. He's the one who sticks closer than a brother. And we know the scripture, amen? And if Jesus is the one that sticks closer than a brother, and he is the faithful witness, he's the faithful witness, right? He's the firstborn from the dead. He's the ruler of the kings of the earth. He's the ruler, king of kings and lord of lords, amen? This is who he is. Church of God, he doesn't change. I just read to you a scripture, and I just told you what he said in his word. He does not change. So today I want to talk to you about a topic that uh, some of you may find interesting, and, and I believe some of you are going to learn some today. Is Jesus praying for you? While Jesus was on earth... He modeled prayer, right? He modeled, he taught us how to pray. And not only did he teach us how to pray, but he also prayed for us. 
while Jesus was on earth, he modeled how to pray. He also prayed for us. Now that he has ascended and from the grave and he is seated at the right hand of the Father, is he still praying for us? Have you ever taken comfort in thinking that Jesus is always making intercession for me? Have you taken comfort in that? Have you ever taken comfort? Have you ever thought, well, at, he's always praying for my loved ones too, like my children. He's always, have you ever taken comfort in saying this, this, this sentence? Has this ever come out of your mouth? Well, even when I'm not praying, I take comfort because I know that Jesus is praying for them. Have you ever thought that? Have you ever prayed that? So did I. Many of you said yes. So did I. Now, right now, I want you to allow the Holy Spirit to teach you to open up your mind to the word of truth and to allow truth to come forth. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Sometimes we learn something and we remember something a certain way and it can give us false hope. Now I got your attention, don't I? So after all, some of you already quoted it. Doesn't the word say that Jesus is always making intercession for us with groans and groanings that cannot be uttered, right? Right? We, 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 we read that. So we know we've established that Jesus is definitely seated at the right hand of the Father. But he's also where? He's also in us, right? He's also by the Spirit of God. He, he is in us, right? So I want you to think about this for a moment. If Jesus is in me and if if many of you said that he's up in heaven and he is praying he's praying for you he's praying even for your children right uh 24 7 he's praying for them all the time think about what you just said think about what you're thinking about is there a problem in heaven do we is there a problem between the Father and Jesus? Is Jesus having a hard time getting the message to God? Is he contending? Is God a cruel taskmaster that hears the voice of his son but just doesn't want to answer it? So then maybe, maybe we have to have a little bit deeper understanding about this scripture. Does Jesus pray for us? And the answer is yes. He does pray for us. But... I was taught many years ago that Jesus prays for me. And many of you have already answered that question. You also believe the same thing, that Jesus prays for you. But I want to I show you something in the word here. And I want to show you that this one little, one little twist um, can really can get you off and having a false belief. So let's look at Romans 8 and in verse 26, because that's where this scripture is at Romans 8 26 it says likewise the spirit also helps in our weakness for we do not know what we should pray as we ought but the spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered that's one area where this is this is one place and the other place is also in Hebrews 7 25 and it's the same thing where he is making intercession for us he's always making intercession same thing Go back to the beginning of that verse. Likewise, say likewise. likewise. The Spirit also helps. Some of you have the same teaching that I was referring to that the Spirit prays for you. 
And so some of you had the false idea that you don't have to pray. For the times that you're not praying, it's okay because Jesus is covering you anyway. Some of you had that belief. Is that not true? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I see your head shaking. And a lot of us did. We had that teaching. But that's not true because if Jesus is always up there praying on our behalf without us, is there a problem in the heavens? Because God is God. He is almighty God. And we know that there is agreement between the Father and the Son. And he says anything, well, he does what he sees his Father doing. And he receives everything that his Father is doing and giving unto him because he knows exactly how to pray, right? There is no misconnect. There's no, there's no dysfunction. They don't misfire. The prayers are not in the flesh. It's totally in the spirit. They're one. He knows the heart of God. He is God. I'm touching on a topic that you, many of you believed a certain way, but I'll tell you it gave you false hope. But before this message is over, you're going to have more hope than you had before because you're going to realize that that one word help changes everything. It changes everything. God is looking for your partnership. He is literally looking for your partnership. He is looking for you to step into prayer so that he takes your prayers uh, and then he empowers your prayers so that those prayers are literally prayed in the spirit and not in the flesh. Let's go back. Let's go back to this beginning of this verse. Yeah, he wants to empower your prayers. The word, the key word here is help. That's the key word, help. So Likewise, the Spirit also helps in our weakness. For when we don't know what we should pray as we ought, but the Spirit himself makes intercession for us within us, right? So that the groanings, it cannot even be uttered. So the key here is this does not indicate that the Holy Spirit prays instead of us. And that was some of your belief, that the Holy Spirit prays instead of us. Oh, if you're tired, it's okay because, you know, he's going to pray. And I know some of you had that. I was raised with that, that teaching as well. That, well, it's okay, you know, when you're tired, he's going to pray on your behalf. That's not true. He's not true. That is not true. Yeah, but many of you did because you already answered that question. And so, listen, God is looking for your partnership. He is, he's taking your prayers, and then he's going to take your prayers, and as you partner with him, he makes them effective. He makes those prayers powerful. Jesus, who lives in us through the power of the Holy Spirit, helps us pray. He doesn't replace our prayers, okay? Jesus makes intercession for us, yes, he does make intercession, but he does so with our prayers because he is the advocate, because he is the one, the helper. But even with an advocate, if you have an advocate, right, you, you go and you get a lawyer, you get an advocate, don't you need to first talk to that lawyer? Don't you need to first explain to that lawyer your side of things? Don't you need to at least explain your story? Right? And then he will go and talk and he'll represent you. Yes, he will go and speak to the judge, of course, but he doesn't do it without your help. He needs your help. But the same is true here. So it's this one little word. So we're going to practice that right now because I want to show you how simple this is. Because in your spirit, man, there, there are groanings, okay? There's, there's, there's expressions that come from the heart of God. But if you don't release them, God can't work them out. And you're just believing that God's going to do this intercession for me. No, he's not. 
Not without your help, he's not. He's looking for, why would he have created you then? He wants a relationship with you. He wants a partnership with you. So the faulty belief of, well, God's going to pray on my behalf even when I'm tired is false. It's not true. Okay? Listen, God wants to work, and he does work all things together for good, of course. But we're not talking about that. We're talking about prayer. We're talking about your expectancy on the Father to come and to minister to you. Now, your prayer might be, Lord, help. Your prayer may not be just this real strong, bold, aggressive praying in the spirit. It might just be a cry. Remember, he knows, he knows your desires. He knows before a word before it's even spoken. So your prayer might be a silent prayer, quiet, but he takes that inner witness of you praying. And then he takes it and he brings that energy, that effectiveness, and, he, and it goes forth to the throne of God. So it doesn't matter about what kind of prayer, but I want you to understand he hears your cry. And when he hears your cry, in whatever tone and whatever level, in whatever way it's expressed, right, he takes that and he works that. And then God's beautiful witness is being established here on earth. Amen? Amen. How many of you would say that's good news? Yes. Saying in your spirit, because you are a spirit being, yes. the more that you allow your spirit to start to open up and to pray, the more that, number one, you get stronger, but also the more that the spirit of the living God, the Holy Spirit, takes those groanings, takes those words, takes that expression, and literally brings the power of God to it. The expression of God, right? And that's what we're referring to today. That's where God says, your prayers availeth much. Let's start to practice. First, I want you to just pray in the spirit, but I want you to pray quietly. Just for a second, just pray quietly. Okay. I, I, I've heard that many, many times, just real quiet. That's wonderful. Great. Now I want you to open up your mouth, and I want you to get that sound going. Let that roar come out, and don't you be worried about your neighbor, because they're going to be loud too. Spirit of God is starting to fall upon you, and all you did is raise your voice in prayer. Now the Holy Spirit is engaged. The Holy Spirit is engaged with your prayers right now. Right now, the Holy, don't stop. Keep it going. Keep it going. Keep, I want to teach you how to pray, how you pray, how we pray so the Holy Spirit comes upon us. Mountains are starting to move. When you, oh, the devil hates it. The devil hates it when you start to pray in this way. The devil hates it when you start to pray in this way because things start to shift things start to move things start to change hallelujah who felt the change i want you to was there not a major shift with the when i first asked you to pray in the spirit but to pray quietly there's a point in praying quietly absolutely and there's a time and there's a place for it but when you open up your mouth and you really let the roar come forth, when you open up your mouth and you really let the Spirit of God move forth through you, did you not notice a change? Did you not notice a shift for yourself? And I saw the Spirit of God so moving, like literally, I mean, from this 
perspective, I can see the Spirit of God just moving upon you quickly, upon many of you, and you could probably feel it, right? So the Lord, you still can. Yeah, praise God. So people, this is what we need to do. This may seem, for some of you, elementary, but I'll tell you right now, the Spirit of God. Jesus is always praying for you, yes, but he is waiting for you to pray so we can partner. And when you pray, Jesus is like, oh, the Spirit of God is like, oh, I hear my son. I hear my daughter, and they're interceding. They're praying, and so I'm going to go, and I'm going to help that prayer. I'm going to empower that prayer. We must always pray from a place of revelation. God wants to give you a revelation. How do you get the revelation? You pray in the spirit. When you pray in the spirit, revelation starts to come because you become empowered by the one that has already called himself faithful and true. You become empowered by the one that lives on the inside of you. And he says, I want to give you so much more, but you got to do it my way. See how easy it was for the devil to have come in the name of religion and tell you a lie. Well, and it creates, it, it creates lethargy. It creates just laziness. You know, well, you know, Jesus is going to pray for, you know, he's praying. At least I know he's praying for me. It's a lie. You know what I'm saying? Like, yes, Jesus prays. Please don't get me wrong. But the whole idea is that you could just not pray and he's going to pray on your behalf, like in your stead, no, but it would, but, but the devil wanted the church to believe that. And a lot of the church does believe this. And what happens when we believe a lie? We empower the liar and we literally walk with a false understanding of what's true. And we're receiving the, the emptiness. We're receiving the void of that, which it, it's going to give. Right. So, so, but not on my watch. See, we see so many, so many times. I told my husband this last night, and he, and he was baffled. And he said, wow, he goes, how could, he says, I've gone all these years in my faith, and I never heard anyone teach on this. He said, and he never understood it this way. And it kind of, it was a little bit, like for some of you, it kind of bothered him a little bit at the beginning. Because it kind of rattles your faith. Wait a minute. What are you talking to me about? Wait, this is, is this heresy? What is this? No, it's the word of God. It's the truth. It's understanding not just what you read, but will you say, Lord, what is the heart of God in this matter? Lord, I want to understand the depths of what you're saying here. I want, to, I want you to speak to me like I'm your daughter because I am, like I'm your son because I am, right? And then he starts to give you the revelation, and then you walk differently, and then the devil can't lie and can't rip you off, and you're thinking you're just being a good Christian. Isn't that true? Turn your Bibles to Colossians 1 and 9. See, if we don't yield, and that's the whole thing, when we yield to him, and we pray, we're yielding to him, if we don't yield... How can he bless us with his prayer life? What? Yes. When you pray, and the Spirit of God is now also praying through you. He's praying through you. He's praying through you. No, you you know, know when you shift and you go cross over? You know. You can tell when you cross over from it was you, now it's the Holy Spirit. If you don't yield... So that he's now praying through you 
how can he bless you with his prayer life? I know, right? We want to be blessed with his prayer life. Lord teaches how to pray. We want to be able to be blessed, to be able to flow with him, to be able to, to move with him, to allow him to speak through us and pray through us so that we hear his voice and we pray the prayers that he is calling us to pray. Because how can two walk together unless they be agreed? Yes. Jesus is in us. You and the Father, you know, you're one. Is that not the prayer that Jesus prayed? Jesus, when he was on earth, he prayed in John 17. He says, Father, we are one. He, but he prayed and he said, Lord, let them be one as we are one. If you're one, and we are positionally, but we need to walk that out day by day to stay and remain in a positive, in a, in a posture, I mean, of oneship, then we will know, Father, what are you saying? What are you doing? This is of you. This isn't. Lord, teach me how to pray. Right? So we don't want to miss this important truth that I'm bringing forth today. Colossians 1 and 29. It says, to this end, I also labor, striving according to his working, which works in me mightily. Oh, we read and go, okay, next scripture. No. Stop and go back. To this end, I, put your name in there. Okay. I labor, striving according to his working, which is, that word working means power, by the way. I strive. Who's doing this working? I. Striving according to his working or his power, which works in me. He's working in me. But he's not just working in me. He's working in me mightily. He's working in you, but he's also working in you mightily. But not if you're sitting there checked out, not even paying attention to the things of the spirit. Because we have to be, we, we get to be one. We get to be one with him, right? So and I already went over in James 5, 16 a couple of weeks ago, but I'll just repeat it quickly. It says, confess your trespasses to one another and pray for one another that you may be blessed, that it may be healed. The effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. And I went over to, when I told you what the word effective means energy the greek word meaning energy or energetic the effective or the energetic the effective or the word filled with energy remember god created it first the devil's only a copycat the the effective the energetic fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much your prayers that are effective which are filled with the energy of god are availing much Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Means you're changing things that need to be changed. It's, it means that it's causing an end to things that need to have an end. Right? But we must fight for these promises of God. And we fight for them. So stop asking God, why is he allowing this? And start praying without ceasing, church. Stop praying, why is this happening? And instead, start to pray without ceasing. Amen. I'm going to give you a few more scriptures. And one of them is Matthew 18, 20. Matthew 18, 20. It says, for where there are two or three, or three are gathered in my name, there am I with them. He says he's with us. How many are we in this room? We're more than two or three. We're gathered in the name of Jesus. And he says, I am with you. Jesus is with us right now. 
He is with us right now. He is with you all the time because he lives on the inside of you if you belong to him. And I know you all, and you do belong to him. He is with you right now. And said, and it goes on, and it says here in another verse, whatever you ask in my name, that I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. The Father may be glorified in the Son. Do we want our lives to glorify God? Absolutely. Do they glorify God? Yes, our lives, when we, when we commit ourselves, and I mean fully commit ourselves, to, to walking in a way that pleases him, well, you'll have all kinds of opportunities to stray. But I believe that the spirit of the living God that is also working mightily on the inside of you because you're going to pray without, without ceasing, yeah. because you're going to realize that you're constantly walking in his walk of communicating with the Lord, and that communication is just talking to God. When you're talking to God, that's prayer, right? You're communicating to God 24-7. We're to be communicating. We're to be walking with him. We're to be two walking together as one. He says, I am with you always. He says, I'm with you always, and I hear your prayer. And he says, and I'm, I've answered your prayer, and you're going to see the victory. It's not you're going to see it like someday. Like you're seeing it with your eyes right now if you have faith to receive it. See, the world has to wait until they see it in the natural. But you're not of the world. You are not of this world. We are not of this world. This world, we're just passing on by. We're passing on through. This is not our home. But instead, we have eyes to see in the spiritual realm. Let me tell you something. The more that you have things that have come against your family or a loved one or somebody in your family, in your life, a situation that you're believing God for, that is, you know, you're contending against, the more, the more that you press into the spirit of God, with that truth, the more he shows you his victories today, not someday, but today. But the more that you say, but I'm going to pray without ceasing. And my prayers are filled with the energy of God. And that as my prayers are filled with the energy of God, he takes my prayers. He takes my weakness and he causes me to be strong in him. He takes what is weak and he's going to confuse and he's going to confound the wise. He's going to take the foolish and he's going to confuse and confound the wise. Because if we just keep an attitude of, oh, I'm just going to keep my mind set on the living word of the living God and I'm going to pray always without ceasing. Lord God, no matter what my prayer is, whether it's loud, whether it's quiet, I thank you that you take that prayer and you're causing that prayer to reach the heavens and that prayer is not only reaching the heavens but it's causing change. The the truth is important because truth sets us free. Right? And so because truth sets us free, the more that we have an understanding of what truly is of God and what might just be something that we were taught or something that we somehow uh, believed that isn't fully of God, the more that we understand truth, the, more, the higher, the stronger that you are in your walk and the less the enemy gets to take advantage of you. The less he gets to take advantage, he only gets to take advantage when we don't know the truth. Because when you do know the truth, you're going to walk in a power, the power of God. And, and the enemy realizes you cannot mess with that individual because they won't allow it. You've got to be completely, completely, I mean 100% convinced that God is truly for you. That God truly has already worked it out. Because he knows the end from the beginning. And he says in his word, he says they're coming back. They're coming back to their own borders. From the land of the enemy, they're coming back. Your work is going to be rewarded. If he says all of this, and I already read to you in the beginning, he doesn't change his mind. He doesn't, he doesn't alter what his lips, his lips
lips have spoken, right? I've already said, I already showed you from the Word of God. He does not change.